Coming out today. Welcome to our first episode of Bring Out Your Dead. I'm Damien, and I'm here with my lovely co-host and partner in ghostly gallivanting, Tiana. Oh. Oh, sounds so fancy. Hi. Yeah, it's a lot of alliteration. On this episode, we are going to visit the oldest continually occupied settlement in the United States, St. Augustine, also known as the Ancient City. Founded in 1565, the St. Uh, Augustine has over 450 years of deadly history packed with murder, mayhem, tragedy, and even some frickin' pirates. That's right. Today, we are going to give our review of, um, of our ghost walk, share a couple of famous ghost stories for the area, and then cut to St. Augustine's most haunted pub, where we will make a pathetic attempt to tell you the haunted history of that pub uh, while surrounded by spirits and all the drunk people that were consuming them. Uh, all that and more in our, our inaugural episode of Bring Out Your Dead. So last night we went on the Sheriff Ghost Walk Tours, one of uh, St. Augustine's uh, premier tours. It actually has one of the highest ratings if you look out there on Yelp and, uh, and, and Google Maps and all that. It pops up, um, which is why we chose it. Uh, we're going to give you a quick rating on that. Uh, before we do, though, one of the things that we try not to do is give any proprietary stories. Uh, you know, right. We don't want to give away the tour. We don't want to tell you specific stories that they may have told us because um, some of them have, like, good shock value or... Right really bring a kind of essence to the tour. So we don't want to ruin that for anyone that would choose to go on the tour. Right. But we're going to give you kind of our, uh, just, just, a you know, generally how we feel so that you can, uh, you know, make that decision if you want to take that tour as well. We'll also have a link to his website, uh, in the show notes. Sure. Um, but how do, how do we, how do we rate these? We're going to be rating these things going forward. So we might as well go ahead and establish a good rating system now. Well, um, each tour is going to receive ratings based on three categories. The first category is historic value. Each ghost story is going to have a significant um, historic value. We love dates. We love stories. We love actual events that happened on the place that we stand. So That's part of being a closet history nerd. Yes, and love history. Um, the second one is entertainment value. We want to make sure that we are fully entertained. Um, we want to be scared. We want to laugh. We want to get all the information that we possibly can during the ghost tour about the spooks that live nearby. And last but not least is creep factor. Yes. Did this give me the chills? Did we get the heebie-jeebies? Did I want to hide in front of you so that my back is covered and no creepy things can blow on my neck or touch my shoulder? You know, did I feel like I saw something? Were there orbs present? Any of that stuff, did it happen? So creep factor is definitely going to be the the, the thing you need to concentrate on if you want to go on a really scary tour, that, that system. That's right. And I want to also make note that I said heebie-jeebies. I was going to work that in one way or another. You sure did, babe. I'm very proud of you. All right. So... Let's talk about the sheriff. So the okay. uh, the sheriff himself, um, very nice man. You actually buy the tickets from him right there mm-hmm. on, uh, on um, George Street, which is one of the two oldest streets there in St. Augustine. George Street and Charlotte Street. Yep. Yeah. 
And uh, he's sitting right there selling us tickets. You can start buying them, I think, around 7.30 p.m. Uh, for an 8 o'clock tour. Um, so, you know, that's that was kind of cool. He was, he was very nice right from the get-go. I actually talked to him two other times um, on the phone kind of leading up to today's date. And just to let you know, he was uh, pretty polite um, each time on, on the phone. Uh, just kind of an easygoing guy. I think it's his own business. It's clear he loves what he does. He clearly loves what clearly he does. Clearly loves what he does. Very invested, very engaged. Um, this isn't somebody that is hired by an outside company. It's it's his drive. It's his passion kind of thing. So yeah, it's yeah. exciting to be part of that during the tour. His uh, uh um so historical value. His 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 knowledge of the local history uh, was pretty impressive. It's solid. I mean. He knows what he's talking about. He does. He does. So he does a nice job of giving um, uh, you know, a lot of background for each of the stories. Um, it's a pretty full story in each case. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He also, uh, when we were, there, there was some moments of downtime. So there's moments when you can't cross the street just in time or there's another ghost tour that might be hap- happening. Um, well, might be you know intersecting the, the tour that you're on because obviously there's several, more than just one in St. Augustine. Um, but you know, he did, if he had to stop or whatever, he didn't just stop and sit or, or, or look like he wasn't enjoying, he was ready to jump into another story just to fill it. He had a, um, his story for everything. He did. In fact, right at the beginning, uh, we, we were waiting on some other people to join who were running. They weren't late, but they were just, uh, coming in right on time. So he decided to ask anybody if there's anything they wanted to know. I was the one that popped in and just said, love to know if there's any fort stories uh-huh. and he was able to share a i guess a pretty well-known uh, fort story so i think that's one that's um probably worth sharing in the, in the in the next segment so he told the interesting story about the fort and then we moved down george street um where he stopped at a couple of buildings just to let us know maybe what happened in that area it gave us a couple of more dates and you know, if you turn the corner and go right, you look in this backyard, you're going to see yada, yada, yada. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's a good point, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that he did, and he did this through the entire tour, mm-hmm. is he would point out places and tell you to go back. Yes. So he's telling you, you know, go back and visit this store and look on their wall or go back and visit this store and go behind them and you're going to see something really interesting, uh, you know, go by in, in the backyard of said place right yeah uh you know go back to this um i don't know i'm trying to think of another example oh like like any of the uh inns or or bed and breakfasts right right go back in there and and check this out i mean there was so much more that you got out of that story just to continue the experience way past them he was like dropping little easter eggs around you know just way of putting it hey here's here's a little thing for you to check out later so that's kind of exciting so um yeah, strong historic value. So we'll rate that here in a second. Um, entertainment. Let's talk about entertainment. He was very entertaining. Very funny guy. Uh, we had some kids in the group. So he made sure not to be too inappropriate around them and uh, give them a little uh, scare every now and then. Yeah, he did have like an earmuffs moment. Which he was did. Funny, but it was um, a good story. <laughs> but that was only after one of the little girls got very emotional. <laughs> I know. There, yeah, there was a kid that broke down in tears at one point. <laughs> the, uh, the stories are scary. They're scary, and he, uh, she did not, um, she didn't hang in there too long. Bless her heart. So yeah, whatever. It, was, it was so cute. She'll remember that though. But he was entertaining because he made sure to give you a little jump scare every now and then, and uh, 
you know, hey, watch out, this is going to happen. Um, so that that was fun. That was fun. And the best part of that is he gave us a, his own personal story about why he believes um, in ghosts. Right. His own experience in that uh, about moving here to St. Augustine and not believing and then having an event that caused him to believe. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and again, you know, not something we want to give away here. So I, I like how you're kind of talking around it. But it was it was an interesting story about and, and it seemed pretty genuine. Right? Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah, I felt, I felt like he was not making anything up that no, he was. no. He doesn't come across as, you know, he shares some stories about himself, a little bit of his own personal history. Uh, I mean, you know, he kind of starts off in, in character, which, you know, if you want to know more about the character that he is, uh, it's, you know, it's a sheriff of uh, from like the 18, late 1800s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the first but, deputized sheriff or something like that. Is that a thing? Deputizing so. a sheriff? No? no. I don't know. Okay. Whatever. He was the first, like, sheriff. It's on the website. He wasn't the first sheriff, I don't think. I think he's the first sheriff. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just go with that. He might be. I'd have to go back out to the website. Anyway, anyway, point is. I don't know. I mean, is, I think is, I listen. He's in a character, and uh, and he starts off with that, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. But he does share a little bit about his own, like, actual personal history. So you get the impression that this is not a man who would have been scared easily about a little, no, you know, having, no, no. having his world experiences. So for him to be scared and 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 share that fear with you and you can see that he's genuine about it um you know was was pretty uh, pretty compelling i thought so i think that plays into the entertainment and i thought that was pretty good well and as part of that too the personal stories i liked when he told us a ghost story or he told us you know the history of what happened in a building and the ghostly or the the paranormal activity that happens in there he was able to name someone that experienced it so like I know this waitress in this, you know, right. restaurant. So, and we actually even saw the waitress outside and all yelled to her. So I loved yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was fun too, right? <laughs> so um, she's, she, um, I don't know if she was embarrassed or happy that it happened, but. That was a nice touch. Though. He said her name and then she was there. So you know, that and that's fun. probably one of the, just kind of a side note here too. One of the, I, you know, I've been to St. Augustine now a few times and. Every time you go, you get the impression that that is just a just a really um, close community. It seems small, like, yeah, it everybody, seems like knows everybody, everybody knows everybody. I mean, they have just, you know, so many tourists come through there every single day. But the people mm-hmm. who live there, the locals, it's like they all know each other. Yeah. They know, and they know when people have come in and bought, you know, pieces of property, who they are, how long they were here, when they left. I mean. When driveways were built. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, you know where the bodies are quite literally where the quite, bodies are well that's pretty much everywhere in St. Augustine yeah which is uh, something else you'll learn on that tour is just how <laughs> well not just that tour but just reading about the history of St. Augustine pretty much you can't step without maybe walking over a burial site yeah yeah so yeah. that's crazy um and most of the buildings there they're going to vary in um the times they were built some yes. are some are way back from where the fort was built i want to say what 1600s or something oh, like no, that no i don't remember there being there was a couple that were 1700s and uh, but like I mean, the oldest schoolhouse they have the oldest wooden schoolhouse they have a, a you know there's some other factors the jail there, so i think i think i think the fort might be the oldest thing some there. of the churches the churches are probably falling right close to that that's probably true well probably some of the um, certainly some of the uh, 
the sarcophagi and yeah. that sort of thing. Well, and you'll see a big boom of houses right after they built the Ponce de Leon Hotel, which is now Flagler College. Right. Uh, there's a there's probably a distinct time that everything was built up really fast. Right. Most and, of those houses, like well, early 1900s, a, right? Yeah, and there was yeah. there was a three different fires too, if you remember. Yeah, um, so most of it was built, rebuilt, right. and then rebuilt. So. Um, so anyway, he. Um, well, one of those, uh, speaking of pirates, we were talking about pirates at the intro. Um, that's one of the one of the big fires, I think, was uh, or not, I think, uh, was was from, you know, the pirates that came in and swept, and it was like uh, it was for Sir Francis Drake. I mean. Yeah. Like yeah, not yeah. just not just pirates. I mean, it was like you know one of the most famous pirates of all time. I mean, like really go back to like pirates of the Caribbean, like swashbuckling. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's uh it's 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 pretty wild. I mean, that's um that's pretty entertaining stuff. Uh, and then and then the creep factor, right? Like again, I'm gonna say it, heebie-jeebies. How did heebie-jeebies. we feel? Oh lord. Um, did it make me scared? I was creeped out a couple of times at the expectation that there might be something or he might see something i put i took about a thousand pictures just to see if i could catch you were anything. snapping a lot of those things i mean over enough to where the my iphone was just like we're done um but <laughs> I gotta get an orb, get an orb. <laughs> just thought oh my gosh if i catch anything that will just increase this tenfold and just didn't. We I didn't, mean, yeah. And there wasn't um, anything too scary. Like I don't want to walk down that street, or nope, I'm not walking into that building. There was none of that. It was just standing outside, hearing the history. Um, and it, granted, some of the stories were very creepy. Uh, there's a couple of women in white stories, but just that. Not that anything happened or that anything was so scary that I felt like I needed to hide. Yeah. Yeah. I'd yeah. Probably... I, yeah. De- definitely no creep factor on this one. Um. I mean, I pretty much zero for me. I mean, he made me jump a couple of times. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. He, yeah. He, he did a nice job of, of of presenting the material in a way that gave you a couple of shockers. Mm-hmm. Um. But you know, I I think part of the reason it wasn't creepy is, you know, it started at eight o'clock. Um, right. The sun and, was still up a little. Yeah, sun was still up uh, in the beginning of that. I mean, it's the middle of summer. Uh, heck, it's the beginning of summer, really. So, you know, it's, it's still daylight. I think it, it got a little creepier as the night went on, to uh-huh. be fair. Uh, and naturally, that happens when it gets dark. We're looking at graves. We're looking at dark trees. We're looking at uh, uh, things while hearing stories. So it just happened. But then you have, you know, somebody go by on a, in a rickshaw. Um, you know, with that's all lit up and playing bass out of the back Booming end music, of it, yeah. you know, trying to pick people up. So it kind of kills the whole creepy factor. But not that it it's his fault. Whatsoever. No, that is not his fault at all. And, yeah. And I think you brought up a good point when we were uh, talking um, when we weren't recording, which is, you know, in the winter time around when we're talking like Halloween, I sure. can see where that'd be. First of all, you're not going to have the uh, as many crowds walking around and it's not going right. to be quite as active. You don't have as much of the um, of, of the day-to-day drunk tourists that have been day drinking. Oh, Lord. There were <laughs> so, so many. So I think you're going to have, uh, uh, you know, um, something a little different. And that's something you and I have experienced before anyway on, on sure. way before this podcast ever got started um, a couple of years ago. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I so low, low creep factor, but uh, but not the Ghost Walk's fault. I would, there was a several different ghost tours going on. You could see them off in the distance. Sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, we intersected them. It just wasn't a creepy scenario. It was just no, too well lit. No, and, and speaking of, backtracking just a bit, our ghost tour was much smaller than those other ghost tours, and I think it made it so much better. I agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. he had a limited amount of people. Tickets were sold out, and there were maybe 20 people in our group. Yeah. The other ones had like 30 and 4. I mean, so many people. You know, that's that's a great point because yeah. and he was by the even you could tell halfway through the tour he was making sure he was engaging everyone. Sure. And yeah. um and it, that's only something you can do with smaller tours. Mm-hmm. You know, so he made everybody feel like a part of the tour. So even though the creep factor wasn't there, again, I think it was more Highly seasonal. entertaining. Yeah. I was very entertained. The historic side. So I don't know. We're going to uh, – one of the things we didn't mention earlier is we're going to rate these things uh, going forward on, on, on a scale of one to five bells. Cause yes. Because bring out your dead bring, rings bells. Yes, that's and, right. Um, I would say this one is uh, – it's not going to be a perfect five. I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, for creep factor, we're going to have to go low, like a two. Yeah. Again, not at fault of the sheriff at all. Um, But, and the fact that we didn't experience anything, that's, again, I don't think his fault. Right, right. (laughs) But, yeah, it just wasn't, I wasn't scared. I wasn't terrified. I was actually more scared of just walking around the graveyard afterwards, and it was super dark. Um, So, low creep factor. Entertainment value, I'd at least give him a four. Like I. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. Yeah, I was I was totally into it. He made me laugh, um, and made us jump a couple of times, which was hilarious. Right. So, and we had a fun group, so they were engaged as well. And. I'm so far in agreement. I, I'd like to disagree with you because that's what we do. Okay. Okay. Let's see. That's um, what we do in our private life. We might as well do it. In, <laughs> that's what you're but, so, but so far. Here's so full of it. Um, <laughs> and then the last one was historic. historic i mean that's a five definitely yeah so what are we like a three and a half four yeah we're like three can you give a three and a half bells is that like three and a handle yeah i don't know if we can or yeah. three and a <laughs> yeah i guess i don't know we're gonna do halves that's because we, we gotta get bells so um i don't want to rate him too low he's he was great I'm a, I, you know what i'm gonna give him four bells okay let's go with four bells i'm gonna give him four bells because okay. I, I, uh, the, the creep factor was not his fault. Nope. Not at all. So, so I, uh, and the fact that we didn't catch any orbs or see any creepy kids. He can't conjure um, the dead. He's not bringing it out. He's just telling us about it. So I think what he was in control of, I think was solid. The only way you're going to get a five though. You're going to have to scare the life out of me. And I'm sitting here reevaluating pictures again, just in case I missed something. (laughs) Um, all right. So, uh. So there you go, folks. Uh, Sheriff Ghost Walk, Ghost Walk Tours. I believe that's SheriffGhostWalkTours.com. Again, I'll put it in the I show notes so. just in case uh, to link it. Uh, great guy. Um, worth the money. Um, so if you're going to visit St. Augustine, I think that's a good one to look. Absolutely. 100% agree. All right. So let's share a couple of the uh, ghost stories that came out of St. Augustine. Uh, so I guess... Yeah, the first one is is right at the gates. You gotta start at the gates. Yeah, you gotta start at the gates. <laughs> so there's a story about um, basically the when the yellow fever came Pit to town. Saint Augustine. It, it was it, early 1800s. Okay, yeah, 
and early 1800s, and the yellow fever, the you know, was just the scourge, right? It it just took over, killed about 300 people, I think they said. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, there was this little girl whose entire family was killed by the um, the yellow fever, what they actually called the black vomit. Ew, yes, so that's what they gross. called it back then. Was the black vomit? So oh, let's stick with yellow fever. I'm not saying black vomit. That is nasty. Okay, so the black vomit killed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killed so mad at you right now. <laughs> I know it's pretty horrible. So disgusting. Right, so, so the yellow fever, aka black vomit, um, <sighs> killed her family, and it was and it was, uh, you know, everybody's suffering from this sure so they buried her family in the uh, public uh, cemetery which you know, has its own story and we'll talk about that later but the um the black vomit killed her family they buried her family who were non-catholics outside of the walls of the city in mm-hmm. the public cemetery right this little girl who was about 12 years old didn't have anybody well, to take care of her i know it's, it's so it is pretty awful actually but uh they didn't have anybody to take care of her because everybody else was suffering too. People were just dying everywhere. And but they said that this little girl for two weeks, I guess this is the legend, right? This is the yeah, folklore. The legend. For, for, for yeah. two weeks, would go to the gates of this city and stop any passersby and 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 not and and tell them not to come in here. Right. Would tell them not to come in here because the yellow fever will kill you. Will kill you. Yeah. And so the um, eventually, I guess, eventually she died. Yes, she she did. She, they she think also she succumbed to the right yellow fever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, black vomit. Is that what you said? Nope, I said yellow fever. Okay. I'm pretty sure. So eventually she succumbed to the black vomit and she <sighs> died as well. So a very very sad, very tragic story. The ghost factor, though, is that people to this day still see Elizabeth standing at the gate so they see this little girl and she's in a kind of a tattered white dress she's dirty um and she's hanging out by the gates and no i don't i haven't read anything anywhere because i'd heard the story before but i didn't read anything anywhere where she's talked to people or interacted i think they just see her yeah i think they just see her too which is even worse because if you walk through those gates first of all creepy enough second there's like bars like on the inside where it looks like somebody could stand. I don't know. So I always get creeped out when I walk by because I'm scared. Right. And some ghost is going to come out at me. Well, you know. It, <laughs> or a real person. It's a, it's a little cliche only because it's always a white dress and it's tattered. And always it's, it's white It's very dresses. much like the ring. That brings you know, us to I, our next story. But yeah, yeah. It's always a white <laughs> you know, dress. But to be fair, I mean, this story has been out, uh, you know, for generations. This mm-hmm. isn't something that's like brand new. So, uh, you know, if you, if you, this is maybe like a. Like an OG story of the girl in the tattered white dress, if you want to put it that way. So, but pretty creepy, pretty damn creepy. Um, And then if I could do one more, and then I'll turn it over to you. Sure. Do you mind? No, I don't mind at all. Tell me what you got. So, so the other one is 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 the fort. Yeah. Now, you know, it makes total sense that the fort has its own stories. It should have a million stories. Well, it should. I mean, it was occupied. By the Spanish, and then pirates, and then the so like British. Confederate soldiers, and yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, the British before that, I think maybe even the I can't remember if the French got in there too, but definitely the British as part of um, I think it was the uh, um, what was it like the Seven Years' War? I oh god, I'm having I might have to cut that if I'm wrong. Uh, 
Um, but it was... Um, I think we should keep it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The history buff gets it wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, but the British soldiers, but you said, like, Confederates. Um, I mean, it had, there's so much history with that fort, right? So it's got to have... Well, sure enough. So one of the earliest stories is around the, uh, the Commodore... Um, the Commodore had a beautiful young Spanish wife, and the Commodore went to meet with the, I guess it was the governor or something. It was a, a very official meeting that had to take place, mm-hmm. and he was going to ask his wife to come. She decided, no, 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 I'm going to stay in the fort, um, and she did. We'll have to look it back on the timeline for this. I can't remember what the, when this actually occurred, but, I mean, this is when the Spanish were still occupying the fort, so we're talking... Three, four hundred years ago. Well, I mean, that's pretty. Yeah. Pretty long time. So she, uh, she stays, and he leaves. Well, with with his, you know, uh, I don't know, brigade or entourage or whatever you want to call. It. I can't. I'm sure what the right term is for that. But he. <laughs> you were killing it with this history buff I thing. Know, I know. My mean, God. And we just did. We say we were history buffs. Is everybody buff convinced that he's history buff now? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Keep going, Professor. Oh my God. All right. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> anyway, so the, uh, well, it turns out that she had a relationship. Uh-huh. Right? So. She was knocking boots with a lieutenant. She was knocking boots with a lieutenant. Uh, and they went in, I guess, into some, you know, room or something. Well, there was a sergeant or the equivalent of a sergeant that would, did not get along with this lieutenant, according to the story. So the sergeant knew they were in that room, knew that was his chance, ran into the uh, out of the fort, you know, across the way, which you'll know if you ever go to St. Augustine, through right. the gates, down a block or two. These, this is not a long run, by the way. I no, mean, this it's is not. A, it's probably maybe a couple of blocks. Yeah, this is a run you can, yeah. if you're, you're, if you've got a mission and you're, you're trying to screw somebody over, you can make that run in probably under five minutes. What about snitches minutes. getting stitches? Why is this dude, like, turning immediately? Hey, whatever. Whatever. I hope. He, he did not like that lieutenant. <laughs> so, yeah, he basically uh, went in, snitched, tattletailed. Um, they, they, they all went back. The Commodore goes back. Sure enough, finds them in the act. Dun, dun, dun. Right? That's always... So awkward. That's awkward. And um, it's like, oh, what? No, no, no. We weren't doing that. I mean, no. I mean, I don't. Think don't you want to hear the it. stories? So anyway, the. I feel like it would have been in Spanish. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> I can only I can only count in Spanish. Okay. So You're much better. We'll skip that. At, yeah, I, that's. It's a beautiful language that I absolutely do. We not don't want know. to tear it up here. Yeah, I I, I would not do any justice <laughs> would not with that do it language justice. at all. So they they find them together in the room. And the Commodore, obviously in traditional way, right? He's he's just been devastated. But you you punish both back in those days, right? And it's, and it's ruthless. Usually it's more the women, but well, I won't not get in this off case. In this tangent. case, they he shackled them, chained them both t- inside one room inside this stone. It's like fort. a room inside a room. Right. It's yes. it's a dark, deep. Coquina? Oh, Am I saying that right? Yeah, Coquina. Coquina. I'm so upset by room. this. It's just so creepy. Yeah, it's a dark, you know, deep in the fort, Coquina room. Or the whole fort's made out of Coquina. Right. But which, if you're not uh, from Florida, this is really what coral becomes, um, you know, after long periods of time. It becomes a, a stone that is, uh, you know, essentially quarried and used to build things around here. And apparently very sturdy because the fort is still standing. Well, and... <laughs> and houses and tombstones. Right. It's, and it's everywhere in Florida. So yeah. Coquina's, you know, kind of a local thing. 
But anyway, so that's what they built the fort at. Well, so they're on either side of the stone fort. I'm sorry, the stone room. And shackled to it, facing each other, and they seal it up. Yes, they... So there's, it, I mean, this is Games of Thrones kind of uh, torture right it here. Is totally Game Shackled of across from each other, and basically just watch each other slowly starve to death. Slowly perish. Yeah, slowly perish. And you know, you, it, it's, I mean, you can go days and days and days without Weeks. food and water. Weeks. Weeks. I'm just, I'm thinking about the oxygen level. Like maybe they got a little, like their head got swimmy and passed out. They probably hallucinated. Oh, I'm sure. I'm All sure it got terrifying. Well, well let's, let's just think about the first 24 hours. Because you're completely lucid. You're oh, well-nourished. freaking out. And you're in, you're you're just absolutely in the dark. And they sure. probably left something in there burning just so they could stare at each other oh, for a while. You know, God. I mean, there's I... There's no light. There's not a window. That's by like, the way, that's total speculation. I don't have any historical evidence on that but one. But if you're really going to get... But you've already gone this far. Like, you're, you're sealing well. these, these lovers up in a... In a, in a dungeon inside a fort that no one knows of. by the way this uh room was the previous gunpowder room mm-hmm. um so it clearly didn't smell very good no uh, but it was a previous gunpowder room that they stopped um putting gunpowder in because of the humidity so the coquina was holding a lot of the uh, moisture yeah uh from the humidity and it just wasn't conducive to uh, storing gunpowder. God, I hope it was like winter here, at least like in the 50s or 60s, because could you imagine yeah, if it was I guess summer? We'd, we'd have to find out when that was. I, oh I my God, I would just want to die from the heat. Yeah, yeah, so it's it, everything about this is brutal. Oh. But they, they truly, they completely sealed this up, so they are in a yep. stone, four-walled, creepy-ass dungeon together to die. Crypt. Now, 100 years later, it so it's still a long time ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Still a very still long time ago. Still 200 years ago plus whatever. Um, but 100 years later, they they find this room by accident. No one actually knew it was there. And the way they found it was be they were moving a cannon. And the cannon hit a soft spot in the, in the top of the fort and fell all the way through right. and into this room. And when they found that there was a room there that no one ever even knew existed in the fort uh, down at the bottom... Uh, they found the skeletons of the right. two lovers facing each other ah. you know, to this day. And so, uh, pretty creepy. And the ghost side of this, the yeah. lingering ghost side, the, the reason we're talking about this all together is because to this day, when you go in there, and you can do it as part of the tour, and anybody who's been in the four tour will know this, will know the gunpowder room. If you go in there, people say that on occasion they get hints of, of, of perfume. Rose perfume, specifically. Rose perfume. Yeah, um, rose perfume, you're right. Because she loved this perfume, and it was not here. It wasn't available. I almost said the States, but there was no state there. Um, it was just not available here. Um, and so that is something her husband would bring to her, rose perfume. Right. And they would lather themselves in it. and uh, Because they didn't bathe back then. Yeah. Not, not, not very often, anyway. Well, the thing is, she bathed a little more. She may have. She had more access. But, but yeah, so to this day, if you can you can go into the gunpowder room, and instead of smelling gunpowder, you might just smell the rose perfume. Yep, that's right. Ooh. What's even creepier is to get to this gunpowder room, you have to basically crawl through oh, like yeah. a little tunnel. That's the weirdest part about it. Here, I wouldn't do it. Last time I toured the fort, I refused to go in <laughs> i absolutely refused I, i'm not doing it i ain't doing it but um a lot of people are in there 
So Yeah, no, pretty good stuff. It's pretty good stuff. All right, let's do another one. All right. So I got these ghost tales from um, a book by Susie Kane. It's called Ghost Tales from the Oldest City, Tales of St. Augustine, Florida. Another story is from the Talamato Cemetery. That's one of the many cemeteries in St. Augustine. And um, it talks about a woman in a white dress, what seems to be a theme around St. Augustine. Yeah, I'm telling you, they're always in these cliche always in white, white dresses. I don't okay. know. Were they buried in white? I don't Maybe. I don't know. But I mean, but who cares if you were buried in Like, why would that be your spirit? Like, wouldn't you be well, wearing whatever you died spirits, in? Well, aren't all spirits like filmy white stuff I don't know whatever she has a white dress so um, a couple of kids a couple of boys specifically um, decided they would at the stroke of midnight gather around and hop over the wall and Mm. hang out in the cemetery because that's so cool but they're sitting there and uh, all of a sudden they see this woman in white not walking toward them but Floating toward them, Um, and they were pretty much just just kind of hunkered down with fear. Like they can't run, they can't do anything. And the the woman, she's getting closer and closer and freaking them out. Um, And then the legend goes, the story goes that as soon as the ghost got close enough to touch them, that's when they hopped up and ran away. So. They just don't know if this is the alleged bride ghost that's buried in the Talamato Cemetery or it might be another, you know, another woman in white that hmm. has visited the cemetery. But that seems to be the theme. They have a couple of um, bed and breakfast there that may be haunted by a woman in white. So That's right. The uh, sister bride. There's a sister bride. There's a maid. There's a, there's, there's tons of these stories. So right. yeah. What if it's just the same woman and she's like bar hopping? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's <laughs> like, the sister bride. Like she's like, because cause she, if you go on the uh, ghost tours, you're gonna hear about the mm-hmm. the sister bride, and uh, we don't want to share that story. But that is certainly, a, a, maybe you're right. Maybe she's just popping around, just like screw it, you know. I'm out, I'm out for the evening anyway. <laughs> she's like, ah, oh, that's so bored. <laughs> we head over to like Casa de la whatever, yeah. you know. Oh, and they all have a Spanish name. The bed and breakfast usually are oh, something Spanish. These are beautiful buildings. They're gorgeous, by the way. gorgeous. So. Well, well, what's the, what's the one that was uh, um, the former mortuary? Casa de las Sueños. Oh yeah. Maybe it's a Los Sueños. Yeah. I don't remember. Casa de Sueños. Something. Yeah. I think that's what it was. That honestly, if if go online and look that one up. Sure. Oh my gosh, that was first of all, it's beautiful, but it's super creepy because it's a formal mortuary. In fact, mortuary. I'm not really sure there's a hotel, a bed and breakfast, or anything right in the heart of St. Augustine that I would like <laughs> jump and stay at. Oh, I know one. You do? Yes, Which the, one would you? The St. Francis Inn. No, I'm not staying there because of 3A. Yeah, 3A and 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 Lily. <laughs> so this story goes back to um I believe it was the 1700s. Yes, 1700s. Um and a military officer um caught his nephew sneaking around with the maid, the lovely Spanish maid. Yes, yeah, she was a, a lovely Spanish maid. Uh-huh. And he became infuriated and there's a couple of different there's varying accounts of this. One, he sent her away. Two, she disappeared in the night. 
or three, <laughs> he took care of her right then and there. Um, yeah, no so one knows for sure, right? No one knows for sure, but... But what's, what's the deal with 3A? So we're thinking... Room 3A. So we're thinking Francis that's Inn. the spot where the, the lovers were found um, and that Lily was pretty much just taken care of right there. Um, and then her... The nephew was just so distraught over all of this that he actually hung himself in the attic of the building. Yeah, it was the next day, right, uh, or something? Yeah, attic, yeah, yeah I'm not really sure. So another another tragic love story. Yeah, of, but he's not the one hanging around. They no, said it's Lily is. And they say that you can see Lily's hand go down the banister. Yeah. Which is weird. You know, there's a whole... There's a lot. There's of a lot stories. of stuff about detached hands and, and seeing yes. hands and, and you know apparitions. Was it disembodied hands? Yes, disembodied hands. So this term. is a classic uh, uh, disembodied hand story. Yeah. Uh, and and a lot of people, well, according to folks we talked to um, yesterday and and some of the research, I mean, this is something that is seen pretty pretty often. Yeah. So you and may see the disembodied hand of Lily, the, the Spanish maid, if you go so stay at the St. Francis Inn. Walk going down the hall, um, not going the hall, but the banister of the stairwell. That's, That's right. usually most famous things. But in 3A, um, if you stay there, you may experience um, patches of cold air Right. Um, when her presence comes. Um, she likes to mess with the ladies a lot. So messing with jewelry, messing right. with bags. Um, and with guys, it's usually, you might get a little kissy there from uh, Lily. Cause That's she right. She still likes to kiss she it. She still likes the guys. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then, um, or you're going to get, um, you know, awakened in the middle of the night by someone touching you. Or standing at the foot of the bedroom. No, yes. no, that is my worst fear. <laughs> and it's not There's even a story that Lily just standing at the foot of uh, the bed. No, yeah. it's not even ghost. It's things like. Uh, like that's like golden state killer stuff like that happens in real life and to think that people still do that after they're dead is just messed up like that's not okay all right i'm not all right with it anyway um yeah hanging out in your room so i will stay in 4a if you don't mind um, (laughs) there's no reports on that yeah we'll take the discount room 4a next to i'm sorry (laughs) i think 3a is the discount room that's the problem that's the one they offer up on groupon they're like ten dollars a night but you know i think you know it's funny because i would think that if they had a haunted story about these bed and breakfast that would actually drive people to stay there because people love this stuff and although there's you know, it's not like I want to go in there and Ouija board up and conjure the dead, but the fact that you're staying somewhere that a significant event occurred is very drawing to people. It, well, it's it, it's drawing to about half the people. The other half of society is very uh, uh, turned off by that. I mean, not uh, turned off probably isn't the right term. I mean, just you know, apprehensive. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, sure. Um, like I don't I don't want a Lily to come touch me. Right, right. It's it, it doesn't resonate well with a lot of folks who just don't even want to in, have that entered into their life. They just want to have a good night's sleep. Well, <laughs> wrong place. Yeah. Don't stay in St. Yeah. Augustine. Yeah, re- research. You can't go <laughs> Research to, before you stay. This isn't a holiday. You can't yet. stay at Flagler College. <laughs> you can't stay. You can't. There's nowhere. Because, um, I mean, seriously, that entire place is just it built is a, on dead bodies. It is a haunted city. And it's a haunted it is, city. So don't stay there if you don't. Graves and graves. But if you do like what we do, 
um, that is the place to go. And let me tell you, I'm super hesitant about staying somewhere that has a haunted history. <laughs> so I get it. Um, but, and also I think you, um, you got to believe a little bit. I, d I do believe that there are things out there. I believe that I don't want them to touch me or interact with me either. So that could be <laughs> part of reason why my creep factor will never hit a five. I might be super scared, but I don't know if I'm closed off. Maybe I'm closed off from accepting that yeah, stuff. Well. So All right, so I'll let her kiss you. Yeah. Um, and then the last story, uh, which I have never oh, heard before. we got another one. There's one more. Okay. So there is a place that was built um, in the early 1900s, and the people who built the house, they had a daughter that became pregnant uh, when she was just a teenager, so pretty hidden by um, a wedlock society. Yeah, yeah, not cool. Right. Not cool, bro. So they kept her in the house, and she had a baby, okay. and uh, the family loved the baby, of course. and. You know, everybody that worked in the house cared for the babies, and they took care of those people so they didn't tell anyone their little dirty secret. But um, unfortunately, the baby at two became ill, very oh, sick, wow. and died. And yeah. the, of course, you know, they were devastated. But um, they didn't really want to stay in the house after that because that's where the baby passed, and they didn't really want to hang around, right? So they, they rented it out. And um, the first story is that two couples, they wanted to save some money, so they decided that they were going to live together in this home, and they both had kids as well. Um, and the kids slept upstairs, parents slept downstairs. But So the mom, uh, one of the moms was sleeping during the night, and one of her young sons came running down to her and said, Mom, one of the kids are crying, they won't stop. So she went up there and there's no kid crying. They don't see anything. And uh, so she goes back down. A little bit later, kid comes down, says, Mom, baby won't stop crying. So she goes up again. There's no baby crying. And uh, she's like, uh. you know, okay, well, I'm going to stay with you until you go back to sleep. Maybe her son's having some nightmares and whatever. So she goes back to sleep. And then um, her son comes back down to her room. And she says, he says, you know what, Mom? It's not my brother. It's actually a kid I don't know. And the kid's oh, crying. Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> no. So she runs. <laughs> oh, God. Like, Mom takes off nope. and gets there. And, of course, there's no boy there. He's not there. But you know why I picked the story now, yeah, right? Oh, okay. Why, um, why, why? So the little boy... Um, they, of course, they believed it was the young uh, two-year-old that died in the house uh, coming back to communicate with the younger kids that were there that could see him. So, you know, years later, fast forward many years later, they, uh, were, the new owners were remodeling the house. And they, while the workers were remodeling the house, they were, you know, taking out old closets and doing all of that. And they found this small space under the stairs you know how the houses it probably was like an open space with a closet door but then when they rented it out they may have like closed it up mm. so when they popped that panel off a child's ball bounced out what? and there was a brand new tricycle in there what? that was obviously 
bought for the kid and it was never touched it was just sitting in there like an early 1900s tricycle tricycle in a, a ball. ball oh no mm. <laughs> first of all there's no oh god yeah because it probably wasn't even an inflatable ball it's probably just like something. it's probably like a hard ball and because i think a ball i think of an inflatable ball i'm like no way that thing was still inflated but that probably wasn't at all it's you know, saying. it's like a, like a hard rubber ball that they had back in those days Ooh, yeah god, and they probably crazy. bought this like toy anticipating he why would they why soon? would they panel up a bunch of old toys Maybe they just like can't bear to leave, take it with them. We're going to leave it for here for you, Junior. Well, obviously he's playing with it. I don't it. like it. Right. So, um, yeah, so the Sessup, the I can't even say, what the heck? Wow. Yep. Little kids are more, su- nope, wow. it's still not coming out. I'm not even going to cut this. Try don't cut it. Not. Try it one more time. Okay. Younger kids are susceptible <laughs> wow that was super hard it's a big word so <laughs> um to seeing these things um and it's funny and i picked the story specifically for you my love um because it seems that young boys see young boys um or they see you know other kids their age yeah more easily and it's funny because i don't hear a lot of stories of young girls seeing little girl i mean i just, i guess i just don't hear that maybe they're out there i don't know but um it's it's always the little boys yeah so tiana's picking this story just for you guys might as well go ahead and just put it out there it, it, because when i was about six years old in goldsboro north carolina uh-huh. I woke up one night and there was a little boy at the foot of my bed. At the foot of your bed? Uh, Why? No, yes, and and I'll he was the, the side. He was the same age as I was. He had uh, um, straight, you know, um, typical toehead, right? Straight blonde hair, kind of bowl cut, and he was wearing clothes from a time period that I didn't even know existed at age six, right? He was wearing very old clothes of what, what I would now consider, you know, turn of the century uh, clothing attire, um, you know. And, and what was weird about this kid was that he was, these clothes were constantly morphing into different outfits. You know, it was just, you know, you never, it, it was, he was, he was semi-solid, you know, he wasn't, I don't know. You can kind of see through him a little bit, but he was one like one minute he's wearing like a like a like a little like a brown short suit, you know, with like little shorts and a little suit. And a, it's like a brown suit with a black tie and a white yeah, shirt, like, like and he had a little little matching thing. hat. And then it fades into this little sailor suit that they used to dress kids no. back into those. No. Yes, I remember it clears that. That's totally like. And he's just sitting there looking at me, and I remember screaming for my parents. I remember jumping up. I remember running out of my room. I remember, you know, uh, seeing him as I'm running. I remember turning around and looking at him as I go through the door, and he's not there anymore. And uh, kind of like I remember, sort of, I had to kind of go through him a little bit. Nope. Yes, because the my bed was situated in front of the like against the wall, but facing the door. Always have an exit route. So that. So that I had to, got I just remember again. This is you know I'm I'm an adult now, remembering a six-year-old's oh memory, but gosh. it's all very clear and vivid to this day. And I remember turning around, he wasn't there, and I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And of course, my parents, who at this point are like in their I don't know what early mid twenties, um, 
so long ago. Yeah, so long ago. But they, you know, they're just like, oh my God, the kid, you know, just come into our room, you know, stop You're screaming. You're like, I you know? can't. Yeah, yeah, well, I don't think you understand. I'm just ranting around <laughs> So, now to be fair, I've never seen anything since that was like that. Uh, so you weren't febrile. What you like you didn't have a fever. You weren't no. hallucinating. No, you not were sick. you dreaming? If I was dreaming, it doesn't make sense for me to have still seen him when I was up and moving. I mean, maybe I don't know. Hallucinations happen, right? But I mean, like, but okay, no. Was, once you're awake, your dream, I would think. But there was no transition. Hey, dream experts. Like, when I, I remember, in. I remember turning around to look and see if he, after I got past him, mm-hmm. if he was still there, and he wasn't. I mean, how does your hallucination just stop all of a sudden? You know, who knows? Who knows? Well, I mean, that's a hallucination, So, yes, we right? can sit here all day long and talk about it being a hallucination, but I know what I saw. You know, that's always what everybody says, right? I know what I saw. I remember it as, just like it was yesterday. And, yeah, uh, that's that's my story. So I have not personally had an interaction with a I can tell him to come see. No, that's okay. Yeah. I, I mean, did you catch his name when you were running through him? No. Billy, know. Larry, no, Bob. No, no I don't, I don't okay. know. What's the turn of the century little boy name? I don't know. Robert. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, my, it, it actually, Robert. William Theodorus II. Yeah, second. yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, yeah, so I, I'm so glad that pulled that story out of you. I really tried. Ah, nice. Well played. <laughs> okay, so, so next, uh, we're going we're to take a, a short break, and then we're going to um, share our experience at the most haunted pub in St. Augustine, which is? It's, um... Oh, wow. Put you on the spot, huh? Scarlett O'Hara. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Scarlett O'Hara. I mean, we were only there for a couple hours. I didn't even have to look at my cheat sheet. Scarlett (laughs) O'Hara's. Scarlett Um, O'Hara's. So it's, um, we did it right there in the way talked in the restaurant so so it is it is it is a horrible recording <laughs> so, <laughs> so enjoy that yeah yeah enjoy the best of it uh and then uh, we'll, we'll touch back uh, with you guys after this recording stay tuned okay so right now we're on the second floor of scarlett o'hara's tiana is still mowing on what happens to be one of the largest burgers i've seen her consume <laughs> in quite some time she can't really talk right now because she's still chewing, but they're about to kick us out of the second floor because they closed that earlier than the downstairs. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about what makes Carla Nuhair's, um haunted, I guess. So this guy by the name of George Cooley built this house in 1861 for his fiance, And right before he completed it, she left it. A few weeks later... Uh, George and his ex-fiance's new man, uh, they said a few weeks later, so you know maybe something was probably going on ahead of time because she left him. 100%, right? yeah. Anyway, they just got a new guy, and uh, they got into a fight downtown. So okay. So the streets we just uh, walked, right? Um, and later, that same week, George was found drowned and dead in his bathtub where the bar now stands here on the second floor. So right over there where we're looking and where we're beginning our drinks all night is where he was found in his bathtub, drowned to death. Wait, wait. Okay, so you're saying like someone drowned him or he fell asleep in the tub and drowned or he was drunk and drowned or he killed himself? I'm saying he was found dead. Okay. Drowned. All right. I need more deets. They say that um, <laughs> George is considered uh, in the 
um, Paranormal World to be, quote, very active, unquote. Okay. Um, okay. That he will occasionally change the TVs here at the, bo- uh, the bar and restaurant. He will alter AC settings. I, you know, whatever. I, I, that that doesn't really bother me too much. By. But the ones that creep me out is that he, <laughs> they say he'll blow on your neck. Uh-uh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stay back, George. Stay back. And I don't like this one. It, it says, that, and he's particularly known for tapping on men's shoulders when no one else is in the room. Okay. Not a good time to be a guy. Well, yeah, the, the he, blowing he on the neck. He did die naked. Let's. He's probably like, hey, bro. I'm, oh yeah. I'm yeah can, you, can you hand me that towel? Can you? I'm freezing up can, here. Can you hand me a towel? Obviously, it's cold in here. Can you tell? Oh. Oh. Bad, well, this bad is, ghost penis joke. Well, and, and this is where you're about to be um, going to regret saying that because apparently, and this is documented as well, is that he was an upstanding and particularly polite man oh. so that he doesn't like rudeness and swearing I'm in this bar. I'm sorry. I'm really fucking yeah, sorry. Yeah, he doesn't like rudeness I'm and swearing so in his bar. sorry. Or not his bar, his house, I guess. Okay. So he's still here, and, um, and you gave him a... Uh, shrinkage complex. I hope you're feeling good about that one. Okay, well, I didn't say it was small. I just said shrinkage. So, as I stand, stand not, well, sit uh, underneath, right below the picture of George uh, Cooley, um, that's the story. Okay. That's the story of... uh, I wonder if, like, the ex, you know, the new jilted lover came and drowned him, or if he just... I don't know. You know, ended it. Unsolved. Dun dun. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway. Good story, babe. There you go. Scarlett O'Hara's George Cooley. So, uh, again, very sorry for that shitty recording. While you were listening to that, I went and made myself another drink, um, mostly out of embarrassment, just so I can kind of drink (laughs) my sorrows away. And we're going to try to do that with uh, all of our episodes as much as possible. We're going to... Have a segment where we, uh, wherever... Record live from somewhere. Yeah, we're going to record live from uh, some haunted pub as we travel. Restaurant, yeah, whatever. Whatever the case may be. So um, prepare for, uh, you know, a shitty recording in just about every one of our... It's just a loud recording. They're awful. Uh, and, and one more thing to note, too, is going forward, we're also going to... Because there's so much history, and because we are history nut, uh, buffs and nuts, I guess... Nuts and buffs. You're a nut. I'm okay. buff. Wow. <laughs> We're going to have what we call the eulogy. And the eulogy is going to be really just a mini episode in between um, and after this one, uh, which is just around some history uh, yeah. of where we uh, of where we were and the, you know, the destination. Not necessarily ghost-related, but, you know. Maybe ma- cool events that happened there yeah, that yeah. everybody I would mean, want to Saint know. St. Augustine, for example, is just. It's packed. It's absolutely packed chock full of, yeah. of, of, of interesting history. So, you know, if you, if you like a little bit of history, well, there'll be a little mini episode after this. And catch the eulogy. And catch the eulogy. That's right. So special thanks to, again, to the sheriff. Uh, the sheriff has no idea that we were doing this or that we were, um, you know, podcasters while we were there. Um, you know, but he, he, so everything he did and everything we got was, was, was genuine. Yeah. Um, look for us on uh, Instagram at Bring Out Your Dead Podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, our website, Bring Out Your Dead Podcast.com. And then you can find us on Twitter at Bring the Dead Out. Yeah, you can, I mean, you can search both ways, but it's at 
bring the dead out. At so. bring the dead out, because obviously bring out your dead was already taken. We'll have to find them one day and we'll hunt them down. Hunt them down, or they can just give it to us if they're super I, nice people. I don't people. know if they're that nice. Yeah, but. probably not. Anyway, I mean maybe they are. I doubt it. I so again, thank you. Looking forward to the next yes, show. This it was is a fun. fun first episode. We, we, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, listen to the eulogy if you love some history. Otherwise, bring out your dead. No. Otherwise? It's not landing. How do we close it? Um, we'll talk to you and your spirits next week. Wow. That's, no, that's awful. That was even worse than mine. So until next time, yeah, we, we don't have a catchphrase yet. No, don't say that. <laughs> All right, that wraps it up. <laughs> this is the worst Stop wrap. Laughing. Up. It's the worst Stop wrap laughing. up ever. We'll get better at the wrap up. See you next time. Bye. Bye.